Lakers. I mean, the Jazz just... I, I don't really know what I expected to happen from this game. I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, I expected the Jazz to get thrashed. When I heard that not only did you not have Donovan Mitchell because of his injury, but Mike Conley was also sitting out, Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors were both out, which is frankly... That's our depth when it comes. That's our depth at the center position. You ha- we had Ilyasova start, but let me just double check Ilyasova's height so I'm correct on that. Um, he's six nine, so just I mean power forward size more than center size overall. Really, just he had an am- he started off amazing, but the Jazz were set up in a really bad spot, even with um. LeBron James and Anthony Davis being out with their injuries. When you have a nine man rotation, I believe like the jazz do, and then you end up resting four of those. So you only end up with who typically plays. You have O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Ingles, um, and Yang were really the only five players who you see, play minutes consistently for Utah. So again, I was just really happy that the Jazz were able to come back and send the game to overtime. I wish their defense had been better on Schroeder that last play, but that last play in my mind is shows why Rudy Gobert is so important for the Utah Jazz because you wouldn't have had um, Royce O'Neal have to guard um, Schroeder all the way to the basket because Gobert would have been there and would have made Schroeder not even dream of trying to get a layup, a layup like that. And that's really overall what we saw is we saw that the Jazz have a lot of good depth that can be helpful and players who we haven't seen play can play really well. But what you really need is you need your all-stars. You need Gobert, Conley, and Mitchell. And you also need your backup center in my opinion, really the only other center on the roster um, and Derek Favors. So um, Sawyer Parker just said in the chat, we did good considering we had a back-to-back and most players were out. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. I mean, this showed the resilience of the Jazz and it showed that that goes through to the players who are on the end of the bench, the players who don't typically see a lot of minutes. Now, now, uh, to be honest though, the Jazz lost because of a lack of bench play. Um, the Lakers had at the end of the game, 27 bench points and the jazz only had 15 bench points. So the Lakers got 12 more bench points than the jazz and the jazz lost by 12. So that shows where in the end we did really lose because our starters were out. And I do wonder how much of a decision to rest those main guys was made on Donovan, um, getting injured yesterday and just a concern of, what happens if all of a sudden Favors or Gobert goes out? What happens if Conley goes out? Um, Conley obviously in large part rested because this was a back-to-back and due to his hamstring injuries, he rests back-to-backs. But I I was shocked to see Gobert resting. Did not expect that, especially since while the Jazz are on a road trip right now, um, more or less, they're staying a couple days in L.A., the next their next game is against the Lakers Monday night, which is good for which is good for Utah. The players don't have to um, fly out tonight. They don't have to sleep in another bed. They can just stay at their same hotel. But overall, like that, this is what's going to happen when you don't have 
your main guys. And thankfully Donovan's the only one who's actually hurt and everyone else is just being load managed. Um, Sawyer Parker said we played two games in less than 24 hours. Yeah. The schedule this year is absolutely bonkers. Um, and I totally get why it is. The NBA needs to recoup all the money they lost from last season. So they need to get all the games they can. And with the Olympics being this summer, they're not able to just push the season back um, and push the playoffs back even far- further. They need, I mean, lots of players want to go play in the Olympics. So by doing this, they're creating the opportunity for players who whose teams will make a deep playoff run to also be able to go play in the Olympics. And it does really stink. I mean, is Jamal Murray injured because of the season? And I, I don't necessarily think he is, but it definitely played a major role in it. Is that why LaMelo Ball is injured? Is that why Anthony Davis, um, LeBron James, and Jimmy Butler, who all made it to the finals last year and had the shortest off-seasons, are injured? Um, I don't have a lot of medical experience, and by a lot of medical experience, I mean any medical experience. So I'm really not one to answer, but that definitely is food for thought. And it shows that while the NBA might move to a shorter season in the long run, that this isn't a good model to judge that off of based off the sheer number of back-to-backs that they have to have. And the fact when the the Jazz played three games in less than 96 hours earlier this year on a road trip where they were flying between destinations. So it's it's been a tough season, and the Jazz have definitely avoided a lot of issues from that. And it does look like they're kind of pushing the one seed and how are they going to balance? Do you need the one seed so you don't end up playing the seven seed who could end up being, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers, or I mean, if the Lakers fall, which I don't think is going to happen, the Lakers, and it could, there could be a really good team in that seven seed. And I think that you do want the one seed just so you don't have, just so you get to play the the worst team because even if you end up playing Steph Curry or Zion Williamson, there is a major drop off or John Morant. There's a major drop off between the seven and 18, the seventh seed and the eighth seed in the West. And we'll see how that ends up panning out. But, um, so five thirty eight has updated their rankings. They give the jazz a product. Okay. Actually have they updated their rankings? I don't think they've updated their rankings yet. They have the Jazz at a projected record of 53 and 19. And I think that that happened either. I think that that happened after the Jazz announced how many players they were resting today. So right now they project the Jazz finishing three games ahead of the Suns. And that's a tight race, especially depending on how the Suns play in their upcoming schedule. They've got some, a lot of tough games they're going to have to play, but the Jazz aren't going to have Donovan what games do they lose because they don't have Donovan and they probably won't have Donovan come April 30th for the, for their last game playing the Suns. So the Suns are already have the tie break might probably are going to win that game. If Donovan's not playing and if they go out and play a lot better over this Eastern conference road trip, than we think they might be able to seal the one seed. I'm starting to get a bit more skeptical, uh, skeptical. The jazz have had it locked up enough where the one or two losses has been like, well, they'll probably pull this out, but the Suns keep winning. And if the Suns keep winning, I don't, the Jazz aren't going to be able to keep the one seed. Um, step back with Z said, do you think if Royce moved his feet faster, 
his feet faster should have made that layup. Um, I'm not sure what layup you're talking about. And there's a lot of things that could have went different in this game. When you get down to overtime, I mean, one call changes everything. Looking at the team stats, I mean, the Lakers shot 23 free throws compared to the Jazz's eight free throws. I didn't see a lot of things that made me feel like the calls were going unfairly towards the Lakers, but that definitely helped. And again, showing why Gobert is so important. The Jazz had 37 rebounds tonight compared to the Lakers' 52 rebounds. So that 15-rebound difference really hurt the Jazz. Also, the Lakers had 64 points in the paint compared to the Jazz's 38 points in the paint. And if you have Gobert playing, um, you're going to get a lot more points in the paint, and that it's not going to be nearly... The Lakers aren't going to destroy by that much. Um, oh... Schroeder. Okay, I get that comment. Now step back with Z. Um, maybe. I personally thought that, I mean, Royce just got beat really bad on that play and it kind of stunk, but Schroeder is so fast. And when the Jazz don't have a center, it's, you don't have Gobert as, the, I mean, the Jazz, I'm pretty sure everyone knows this, they drop Gobert as the big. So by dropping Gobert as the big, Schroeder's not even going to think about taking that shot. And maybe he makes something else, but that's not going to be an opportunity. I also believe that Ilya Sova had five fouls at that point. Um, so I, I can't actually remember if Ilya Sova was in there, but that definitely kind of changes where you have Ilya Sova on the court and things like that. So yeah, Royce definitely could have guarded that better, but Schroeder is such an athlete that that's why it's important that the Jazz play the drop big like they do because it allows the fact that they don't have as athletic um, wing defenders to not cripple the Jazz as much as it would because Gobert is able to be that last resort and we didn't have Gobert in here. And that's why I think that even though, and I've said this a lot for those who are um, here regularly, that even though Donovan Mitchell would win the MVP if a jazz player would win the MVP that Rudy Gobert is the most valuable player on the jazz, the way that he impacts not only our offense with his screaming screening, but our defense just every time the ball comes down the court is unparalleled by any other jazz player. Um, sorry, Parker, we did bad at defense on Schroeder on the layup that tied the game. Yeah. And again, we're, we're missing so many key players and Royce has had to, step up a lot, not just from um, as from on the offensive side of the ball because he was one of the two starters who was left. That's just not really setting the Jazz up for success with the absolute lack of depth you have when four of your nine guys aren't playing. Um, no worries, step back with Z. I just... <laughs> I sometimes I get those comments where most of the words make sense, but there's the one or two words. Sometimes I'll be able to immediately guess what it is and other times I can't. So thank you for clarifying. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Ilya Sova, um, to Sawyer Parker's point, did absolutely amazing tonight. Just so exciting to see him and wondering, I'm wondering kind of where he can step into the lineup. Um, he is a better defender than Boyan. So maybe you'll maybe 
you'll see him in for Bojan at the end of games, but I personally think we'll continue to see what, if you want to bring in a better defender, we're going to have Joe in at the end of the games, um, at the end of games, Joe is just one inch shorter than Ilyasova, and I'm pretty sure a better three point shooter. Obviously, Ilyasova probably has an insane three point shooting percentage right now. We can check it out since he hasn't taken that many. And when you go six for eight, 75% in your first start, you're definitely set up for success. Um, oh, actually, it probably hasn't been updated yet, but he's currently only, he's currently he was shooting. 26.7% from three-point land. So he hadn't found his stroke quite yet when he got in at the end of games. But, I mean, Ilyasova is the reason why we were in this, is one of the main reasons why we were in this game. And that what was that's what was so cool for me, was to see all the depth that the Jazz have and to see these players that we typically only get to see in increments at the end of the game um, coming in and playing significant minutes. And frankly... Most of them doing really well. Um, Thomas and Brantley only had seven minutes apiece, and Trent Forrest was only played twelve. So overall, those again, like I said, the the bench play just really hurt the Jazz tonight, and it makes a lot of sense when your bench is starting the game and not coming off the bench, so you have your deep bench as your bench. Um, so step back with Z says the Jazz said Donovan would be evaluated in one week, and in that week we one week we play the Lakers, Houston, Minnesota, and then Minnesota once more. Okay, I missed that evaluated in one week thing. So thanks for letting me know. Um, yeah, so I'll, I will be interested. I did a quick Google search. So from my quick Google search, it says it typically takes people about two weeks to um, come back from a sprained ankle, and I think that that was more just people in general. So Donovan. Um, just from a health standpoint and again, depending on the severity and it's not too severe, but on that range of not too severe, the severity of the sprain could very well be back in seven to 10 games. Um, I'm personally just not expecting him to be back until May at the earliest in large part that way. So I'm not disappointed or I don't, I'm not too anxious since I, you don't want Donovan coming back and having what happened to Mike Conley happen to Donovan this year, where Mike Conley came back too early last year and got hurt again. Donovan is definitely a lot younger than Conley is, obviously, so his body will be able to bounce back better. But it would not surprise me to see the Jazz air on the side of caution. If the the game I'd want to see him come back in, um, let me check the schedule really quick so I can remember. I think... Who do the Jazz? So the Jazz play um, Sacramento on Wednesday the 28th. So if they were able to come back against Sacramento on the 28th of April, Donovan was able to get back into rhythm, and then he his second game back was the Suns, that would be ideal for Utah, but I don't know if that's going to happen or when when he's going to be able to start back up. Um, let's see. Okay, step back with Z says, yeah, I think Donovan would have sat anyway if we played Houston, Minnesota. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested if Donovan would have sat or what they would have, what the Jazz would have done. Since Gobert sitting really surprised me. And I'll have to look into it. And there are definitely people who have more connections with the team and follow them just in ways 
that I can't who might know this, but I do wonder if Gobert tweaked something or what, since I, I just still don't really see a big reason for him to rest other than the fact that Donovan getting hurt might have really scared the organization yesterday, which would be my takeaway is um, that the organization kind of got a bit scared yesterday and because of that is making sure to rest their main guys so that they're able to be here, um, that they're able to be healthy come the playoffs. Now, Favors might have something up with him since he got re- he rested yesterday and then rested again today. Um, hey, thank you to everyone for joining. Um, for those of you who just hopped on, Join in the chat. We'd love to keep this stream going as long as we can and um, leave a like if you can and that helps other people find the stream. And if you haven't subscribed, we would absolutely love a subscription as well. So um, let me take a look at the... Let me take a look really one more time at the um, team stats. See what else stands out to me. I am... Impressed with the Jazz three-point shooting today. They shot um, 39%. They took 59 threes this game. Overtime definitely helps, but that is an insane number of three-pointers compared to 33 by the Lakers. And definitely, if Ilyasova doesn't have the night that he has shooting six of eight, all of a sudden the Jazz are 17 of 51, and which is round 34%. So Ilyasova having the night he had is really why the Jazz were so successful from the three-point line tonight. Um, I think Drummond would have 14 points if Gobert was there. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. Drummond would not have put up nearly as many points if Gobert was there. When the tallest player on the court for the whole game for the Jazz was 6'9", and you're, I mean, you have seven foot Andre Drummond, who just is giant. Just, um, I mean, a man amongst boys with his size, especially with the Jazz's lineup. Gobert is, is going to be big for Drummond being out there. Now, what I'll be really intrigued to see if we end up facing the Lakers in the playoffs, because we're not going to see the Lakers with LeBron James and um, Davis and Drummond in the regular season, since our last game against them is on Monday is how the Jazz are going to defend them. Because if you play Drummond at center, you need Gobert to be at you need Gobert to be guarding Drummond. But then who do you have on Anthony Davis? And I think that you have to um bring out Derek Favors and have Derek Favors play on AD. And then you have a Royce O'Neal on LeBron James. And that leaves your three-point shooting to whoever your last two guys are. And Donovan's going to be on the court. And then more likely than not, Mike Conley. But you could, if Bojan has somehow just came back with a vengeance, it could be Bojan on the court. This Lakers team is scary. It looks like if we play them, that it's going to end up being in the semifinals in the West. And I don't know what the Jazz are going to do. And I, frankly, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. It's going to be really intriguing to see what happens and where they go from there. So... Hey, thank you to everyone for hopping on the stream. I am happy to keep going if the chat keeps going and step back with Z just added to it. So if anyone else has anything they want to do, add it to the chat. And when the chat, um, sorry, I'm so scatterbrained today. When the chat winds down, we will, um, I'll end the stream then. So if the Jazz play the Lakers in the playoffs, Gobert on AD. Okay. So Gobert on AD and favors on Drummond and Royce on James. 
that okay. Um, I I think Derek is just a bit quicker on the outside than um, Gobert, and I could be wrong on that. So that's why I think I might have Derek on AD just because Derek is a bit more mobile and a bit better at guarding the three-point line than Gobert. But that definitely is a valid option. Um, And my biggest concern there is if that happens to Utah, where is your depth for the set for the um, bench? Who are you bringing off a set? Are you bringing Ilyasova off in those games off the bench in those games? And how is, is he going to continue to play like he played tonight? Or was this more of a um, game where he just got hot and, are we going to see rougher games down the stretch as he continues to try to get back into NBA shape and be able to get into the Utah Jazz offense? Um, Sir Parker said the Clippers and Suns play on Wednesday, and that'll be good. That'll be a really fun game. Um, I'll probably, I'm not sure if that's at the same time as the Jazz game, but I'll probably end up watching the Jazz game Wednesday. I think that I'm doing the live stream that night, but that's going to be a really fun game. Um, Step back with Z said, I think favors can guard two through five. Um, he is definitely a great defensive player. I agree with you on that. I, I feel like he can maybe guard three through five. I don't think favors is quick enough to guard most twos. Um, and honestly, power forward and center still kind of exist in the game today. I feel like point guard through small forward just kind of really don't exist in the NBA today where they all need to be ball handlers. We're definitely moving towards a league where you don't necessarily need a get a point guard who will always handle the ball and they all need to be able to shoot the three equally well. They all need to be able to attack the basket equally well. So while definitely a point guard will always have slightly better ball handling skills, I don't feel like there's that big of a difference between those three positions even size-wise, I feel like that has started to just go away on um, who's playing what position. So, um, Sawyer Parker said, share the channel. Yeah, please do. We're at, I think we were at 449 subscribers when, the, when it started. So, if we could get to 500 subscribers by playoffs, that would be awesome. If this is your first time, please sub. If you have any friends um, who are Jazz fans, let them know. We're definitely hoping to... Um, have a deep playoff run with the jazz and just enjoy it here with you guys. And yeah, we just, we do these post games every week, every game. Um, we do a weekly episode and we're hoping to towards the end of this season and into next season, just keep growing the channel and start to get some more interaction going in. And we've got some excited things, exciting things for the future that we're fingers crossed going to be able to work out. So thank you again for everyone who joined Really just been an exciting season and we really appreciate just the great community we have here. So thanks again and go Jazz.